Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 231, which we are recording on Thursday, November 5th, 2020. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we have yet another period of unrest here. We're recording in the U.S. where we don't know who our president's going to be yet for the next four years. Yeah, we're waiting. Anxiety is high once again. And just to help us stay calm and keep our fingers and minds busy, we are knitting industriously and thought we would (laughs) talk about knitting too. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm even more easily distracted than I was the last time we recorded. So hopefully Um, I will keep on track. (laughs) Yeah, I totally hear you and I'm there with you. It's, It's anxious times here. (laughs) And literally, I think if I wasn't standing up in my tiny closet, I would be distracted by every single thing that went by out the windows. And (laughs) so let's do this. What are you wearing? Okay. I wanted to mention my blueprint pullover, which is a pattern by Joan Forgione. And I knit this back at the end of March and through the month of April. So this was during the real shelter in place when everything was shut down here in our part of California. And I didn't really wear the sweater until very recently. And I have been wearing it this week in the morning. I think I've worn it almost every day because you know how that is when you wear it, it just ends up on the top of the pile. Mm -hmm. And so the next morning, it's chilly, I'm getting dressed and oh, look, what's on the top of the pile, put this one on again. (laughs) I get it. Yeah. So it's what we call layer weather here in California right now. We're having very chilly nights and mornings and very warm afternoons. So we wear, we start the day with multiple layers and we take one layer off as it warms up. (laughs) So the blueprint sweater has been really nice. It's a somewhat short boxy style sweater and it does have shorter sleeves. It's fingering weight and it's got this beautiful lace panel down the front and it's been my companion all week. So Blueprint by Joan Forgione. And I knit that in Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio Sock in the Sandtown Winchester colorway, which is probably one of my favorites because it's a beautiful purple. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Gail? What are you wearing? Well, like you, the top of the pile syndrome. I am wearing my super simple summer sweater, the slub version. So yeah, I love this thing. It Because I knit it with fingering weight yarn in the slub texture held doubled with another yarn. And the slub is a multicolored colorway called cupcake from Western Sky Knit. So it has all the little pops of color. So it matches everything. You can put it on with everything and it looks okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) And it's the perfect layer slash sweatshirty type thing to wear. So I find I'm wearing my super simple summer sweaters a lot. So love this. It's by Hohi Locatelli, top down circular yoke. And the way she wrote the pattern, it is a striped sweater. 
And my first one is a striped sweater. And then this version is, quote, solid, unquote. I don't think you could call this solid. It looks speckled until you get up close and then you can tell it's got that bumpy, slubby texture. Mm-hmm. And I just love it. So I snuggle up in it. Like you said, it's layer weather. So it put it on early this morning, then took it off, and now it's back on again. So layer yeah. weather, definitely. I definitely need to investigate that sweater and pattern for something to make for myself because you have been raving about it the last few episodes. And I know that I have something in stash that I can use. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And it's written for DK or worsted. So you'd probably need to hold something doubled because you don't usually have that heavier weight right. in your stash. Yeah. Right. Then that's exactly what I would do. And it, the the beauty of that too is that I'm I can use smaller amounts of fingering and still get a sweater. Yeah, and you could even do it like our friend Shelly, who we saw at Stitches, who did Stacy, not Shelly. Sorry, she did the marled stripes. Yes. Yeah. So she yeah. used many different colors and marled that was very them. Very cool. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. So super yeah. simple summer sweater by Hohi Locatelli. Okay. What have you been stocking? First thing I have been stocking is a new cute hat pattern. And this is another pattern from Tiff Nealon. I remember you had knit a couple things, a couple patterns by her. And then I stocked, I think I stocked one of her patterns last week i mm -hmm. last week last episode i stocked the her coastal crop raglan so i can't remember i guess because i had recently looked at it this pattern by her popped up in my recommended patterns is that what it's called on ravelry when they have that little sidebar of things that they show you yeah recommended for you recommended I think is what yeah it's called or something yeah, yeah. So this one popped up. It's called Fig and Fireside. It is, let's see, it's a twisted rib brim. And the rest of the hat has a slip stick, slip stitch texture. I knew I had to be careful when saying that. Slip <laughs> stitch texture. It's, it's like a tongue twister. Exactly. And the sizes go from child through a large adult. It's a DK weight slouchy fit beanie is her description of it. And it's very cute. The texture is unusual. It looks unusual. It looks kind of different. And it has the very defined ribbing because it's twisted rib. And the twisted rib will probably make it sit a little snugger on your forehead too. And it's just really cute. The pattern... The pattern page, or the sample on the pattern page, is knit in a really deep eggplant purple, too. So, of course, it caught my eye. <laughs> <laughs> so, that pattern looks like it is for sale on Ravelry. Can't tell if it's on her personal website as well. But that is Fig and Fireside by Tiff Neelan. And then the second thing I am somewhat stocking because it is funny and cute and this is not to wear at all. It's called Giant Snail by Megan Lapp 
And it really is just what it sounds like. It's a stuffed giant snail. And it's <laughs> hilarious because it has, it's made in really bright, multicolored yarns. At least the sample is on the pattern page. And they're like, there's a very hot pink one and a turquoise one, all these colors that I don't know if snails, at least garden snails, come in those colors. You may find them <laughs> in ocean snails, perhaps, but I don't think garden snails come in these colors. But it's very, very cute, very colorful. And it's just unusual and funny because one doesn't usually think of a snail as being soft and stuffy. <laughs> Definitely not something you think about snuggling with. Yeah, exactly. The designer, Megan Lapp, she has a lot of stuffy patterns out because, of course, I clicked on her name, as you do, and looked at other things she has designed. And she has a lot of stuffy patterns, including many, many dragons. She had some unicorns. I think she had Pegasus, lots of fantasy type animals and some real <laughs> animals too, but it was cute. So that's Giant Snail by Megan Lapp. Okay, I have to interrupt with a story Please about do. <laughs> unicorns versus Pegasus. I had a full-on conversation with Alex one night when I was visiting at Spokane about how people fail when they put wings on a unicorn. Like, no, no, oh, no, no, yeah. no. A unicorn does not have wings. Pegasus no. has wings, yeah. not unicorns. And it was very funny. She was surprised that I was so strident about the differences. <laughs> I said, there's oh, I no agree. such thing as a unicorn of the wings. And she said, there's no such thing as a unicorn. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> I like unicorns. What can I say? I don't care if they're real or not. <laughs> I may beg to differ on that one. Just because I haven't seen one doesn't mean they're not real. And there, there is, there's some ch challenges, perhaps, let's say, to the historical record about whether <laughs> they have ever existed or not. So it's it's my fantasy that yes, they do. Well, <laughs> or they and have. Besides, <laughs> what is a rhinoceros? Well, that's exactly it. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly it. There you and go. there is the unicorn of the sea as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so sorry I interrupted, but it was very Oh, no, that's okay. Totally fine. So the third thing I am stocking is also not a sweater, but it is, this one is a garment. It is called The World's Simplest Mittens, and it's one of the free patterns that comes to us from Tin Can Knits. It's, now, this pattern is not new. It was published back in December of 2016. And on Ravelry alone, there is 10.8 thousand projects. Wow. So obviously, this is a pattern that many knitters have had success with. And even though I have not made this mitten pattern myself, I feel fairly safe in recommending it to people with that many projects. There's going to be lots of comments about how to do it. And I think a lot of people have made it successfully. And the cool thing is that apparently it has numbers for all different gauges because it says that you can use a needle from size zero to size eight 
and the yarn weight is listed as any gauge, designed for any gauge. So wow. it must be one. I haven't, yeah, I haven't looked at the pattern, but it must be one of those patterns where you figure out what your gauge is and then you plug in the numbers to make it work. Mm-hmm. And they have sizes that go from toddler to adult. And the reason that I was looking at this pattern is because like I just mentioned that our weather here has been changing and it's been cold in the mornings. And Mm -hmm. though I have never been a mitten person, since I'm taking a lot of walks these days, I might make myself a pair of mittens. Do it. (laughs) Just because I have been walking a lot early in the morning and that is a consequence of COVID because no longer do I have morning workouts indoors at a gym. No longer, I, I'm I'm not going to the gym right now. So I'm taking walks or runs in the morning and hmm, maybe I will make myself a pair of mittens. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to get really cold this weekend, like 30 degrees in the morning, which is really that's, cold for yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I had heard. So we'll see. I don't I don't think I'll get them made in time for this weekend, but I'm sure we'll have a few more days like that coming up in the next few months. So perhaps mittens are in my future. Nice. <laughs> yeah, something very different for me. So that is, again, the world's simplest mittens by Tin Can Knits. What are you stocking, Gail? I am stocking blankets for Josie slash with Josie still. So the last episode, I mentioned that we had found a lot of very graphic, bright, colorwork oriented blankets that she really liked. And we looked again this Saturday and she only liked single color textured blankets. (laughs) Oh, interesting. That's great that you can narrow it down now. Well, as she described it, it depends on her mood, which blankets she wants to look at. And she said she still has her striped crochet blanket that my mom made for her when she was a wee little girl. And she said, I already have a striped blanket from grandma. So I think I want a solid blanket from you, which makes sense. Yeah, works for me. So she's actually Mm -hmm. been thinking through it. And we still haven't settled on a pattern, but we're getting close. So we've been actively blanket stocking. And that's actually been fun too. Of course, it's like a stocking date with my daughter. Yes. Which is super fun. <laughs> and a new pattern that just came out this week that I am enamored with are the slouchy socks by Lisa Much. And Lisa Much has a lot of shawl patterns. I think yeah, that's probably- she does. Yeah. And some sweaters. I think you and I both have maybe knit a sweater from her. And these are just simple top-down socks knit in bulky yarn. So basically house slippers that are slouchy. And I like slouchy socks. I have since the 80s. So (laughs) I saw those and I thought, oh, those look like they'd be so comfortable and warm, especially right now because my feet are cold because it's getting cold out. Mm -hmm. So slouchy socks by Lisa Much. Very cute. And... The last thing is a restocking. I've stocked this pattern before. It's called Big Sister. It's by Hinterstein. And she sends a coupon email to you if you're 
registered for her email newsletters for your birthday. So in September. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Very cool. I received my coupon email and bought the Big Sister sweater pattern, which is a large open front sweater knit in DK weight. It's A-line. It's pretty much a sweater jacket coat. Maybe not quite, but it's pretty long, covers your booty, and it has really cool pockets that are built into a pretty cool looking hem. And I bought Harrisville Nightshades DK weight yarn last January, maybe, and was thinking of knitting the sweater. And then Winnie in our Ravelry group was talking about wanting to knit it too. And I thought I should really start swatching for that sweater. So that made it back onto my radar, and I hope to do it sometime soonish so that I can wear it during the winter. So that's Big Sister by Hintermstein. And then <laughs> while Charlene and I were setting up to record, every episode is a new adventure. And we, <laughs> we had True some... True fact. Yep. We were working through some difficulties with the technology. And so I pulled open my drawer in front of where I'm standing that has all my single ply fingering weight yarn. And I looked down in the drawer and went, oh, (laughs) Charlene's talking in the background. And I'm rummaging through this drawer of single skeins of fingering weight yarn. And I found four skeins that look really, really good together for the Gracious Sweater by Espace Tricot, which we stocked that quite a while back. Someone knit it, or maybe two people knit it for the Colors of Fall. And it's a really pretty top-down, boxy-ish, circular yoke sweater knit in four colors. So I'm holding in my hand right now two raspberry-colored yarns, one by Uncommon Thread that was a gift from my friend Sarah. I'm holding one by Kim Dye's yarn, which was a gift from Charlene. And this one is like a cream base with speckles of pinks and greens. And it's a merino silk called Cousin Rose is the colorway name. Flan Fingering is the base. Then I have another raspberry by Lollipop Yarn that has a coordinating contrast color called Cape Myrtle. Crepe Myrtle. And we got these yarns from Lollipop years ago. And I've never wanted to break up the contrasting set because they work perfectly together. But as stripes, it's going to look really pretty. Yeah, I think so. So, like I said, definitely distracted by all the things, I can open a drawer and entertain myself for like 45 minutes. <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> so that is Gracious by Espostrico, not even on my show notes because it just popped back into my brain literally about 20 minutes ago. So See, there the, you go. She's stalking while I'm talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> it never stops. It never stops. It, no, it doesn't stop. <laughs> We would like to thank our sponsor for November, Infinite Twist. Looking for gradient yarn to take an adventurous project to the next level? Perhaps seeking a yarn pairing for a simple pattern where the yarn does the work? Infinite Twist gradients will help you end up with a spectacular finished object. One-of-a-kind semi-solid gradients are all we do. They're knittable art. From 700-yard Helix Giant Gradients, to perfectly match sock gradients and more, we've got the perfect gradient for your next project. Why gradients? 
because gradients stay interesting. With dozens of color changes, our gradients are semi-solid, so you get areas of light and dark, highlights and lowlights, and even some speckles. They'll hold your interest from cast on to bind off. Visit us at infinitetwist.com to meet your perfect gradient match. Thank you, Kate. And her yarns are just stunning. Yes, they really stunning are. Gradients. Her her pairings are particularly nice. The kits she does of the pattern and yarn, they always are beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful kits. I agree. The shawls are stunning. <laughs> All right. So what are you knitting, Charlene? I am still working on my Live Light, which is a pattern by Carrie Bostick Hodge. And that is an open front cardigan sweater. I am knitting mine in a fingering weight yarn. And if you'll recall, I was to the point last episode where I needed to sew, not sew on, needed to knit on the front bands. And it's also a neck band. It's one continuous band that goes from one front up around the neck and down to the other side. And I was to the point where I had to wash and block the sweater. And the pattern instructs you to do so because we all know that sometimes the length can change when you wash and block yarns. So this way, hopefully, you will avoid having your length change and then maybe the button band or the front band either flaring or scrunching up together what what's the opposite of flaring rippling gathering, gathering. Puckering. yeah yeah all those things hopefully you'll get the right number of stitches is really what i'm trying to say <laughs> <laughs> so i did wash and block it and i have not picked up the stitches yet but i probably will this week if i can get my mind focused on doing something like that been an anxious week. So if I can do that within the next two weeks, I'd be very happy because again, this sweater I am knitting in one of my holy grail colors, which is Madeline Tosh Logwood, which is not made anymore to to the best of my knowledge. I haven't kept up on Madeline Tosh colors, so I don't really know. But I know when Tosh was owned by the original owner, they had stopped making it. I'm not sure what's going on now that Tosh is owned by Jimmy Bean's Wool. That might change. So, But my original color logwood is from several years ago and was given to me by a friend. So it was very nice to be able to finally use it. Yay! <laughs> using, using stash. Using precious precious stash. stash, yeah, that's definitely it's a good time to use it, it. It really is. That's definitely a theme yep. for me for this year. That stash is getting used. <laughs> I have this fantasy well, about oh, I'll have to replenish my stash once we get to the other side of this. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. I wonder if because I find I'm using more of my stash also, and maybe it's because we aren't out shopping for yarn. It absolutely is, yeah, yeah, for me, because yeah. even though I did make a purchase of a special colorway from Neighborhood Fiber Company, I still do prefer to see the yarn in person, so I'm definitely not out there 
seeing and touching yarn. So <laughs> more stash is being used. Yep. So that is Live Light. Let's see. The second thing I am knitting is my Parallelogram by Stephen West. And I think I was at kind of a juncture on this one last time, too, because I had started it and then decided to rip out my start and restart it. And yes. I have done that. So I have restarted restarted this. I'm I'm following the pattern, but mine I plan on using mine as a blanket instead of a shawl because it's 2000 yards and that's that would make a really big shawl. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a blanket pattern. I think it's I think it's kind of meant to be a uh -huh. shawl, but Schlanket. Yeah. I think that's that's the idea. So maybe something <laughs> I like saying that word. Yeah. Schlanket. <laughs> and if I wear it at home, that's exactly the way it will be. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or exactly the way it will be used. So I'm getting the hang of the process because there's a technique that is called for in the pattern for working into the corner when you get a corner so that you can get it kind of an angle going there with your stitches going in the right direction for the corners. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm working on that and I think I've got the hang of it. I did end up ripping out one of the stripes because I thought that my corner wasn't perfect and I still haven't decided if I'm being too picky because once you get the whole blanket, once you get the whole 2,000 yards of blanket knit, I don't know if I will be able to see if I didn't knit one corner out of the whole thing so perfectly. But we shall see. Yeah, but yeah, you're also fine tuning that technique. Yeah, exactly. For all the future corners exactly. on that project. Exactly. So, yeah. so I'm practicing, I'm getting it down. I I think it will be fine and I think it will be good. One of my friends at the yarn store made this as a blanket and she brought hers in to show me and hers was all done in shades of blue and it was gorgeous absolutely gorgeous so it made me very excited to continue working on mine <laughs> i'm so bummed i missed oh that. yeah i really should have taken a picture it's gorgeous i don't think she posts on ravelry i'll have to have her take a picture of it because it's so beautiful yeah, I want to see that. So that is Parallelo Lamb by Stephen West. What are you knitting, Gail? I have my KP pullover in my hands right now, patterned by Ari Shimizu. And that's all I'm going to say about that for now. And we were talking about unicorns. I cast on Neil the Narwhal, speaking of unicorns of the oh, sea. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> yes. And actually, I did not cast that project on. It's a crochet project. Oh, cool. So how do you start a crochet project? Magic ring? A magic ring did on? I don't know <laughs> what you're saying, but it is very easy. It's single crochet. And if you are in the UK, that means double crochet. But it basically is you start with a magic ring and then you go around and around and around and around and around, increasing for a long time. Then you crochet even to get the length of the body, and then you start to decrease for the underside of the body. And 
I am using Madeline Tosh Vintage in the Wellwater colorway, which is a gray leaning blue for the body of the narwhal. And I'm using Great Gray Owl, which is a very light gray for the underside of the narwhal and his or her horn, etc. And I'm looking forward to having the finished object. I'm not enjoying the process because for this is a it's a stuffed animal. I guess I should have started with that. So it's amigurumi and in order to not see stuffing through it, you have to knit or crochet very tightly. And my hands are not loving that. So I'm using a four and a half millimeter hook, I think, and I'm getting it nice and tight, but it's kind of hard to shove the crochet hook through the stitches where you're, you know, going around and around. And I'm hoping when I get to that part where it's even, it might not be so hard on my hands, but we'll see. But like I said, I'm looking forward to having the finished narwhal as a Christmas present for Alex. And that will be two things, three things off my Christmas knitting list or crochet list, as the case may be. <laughs> Crafting list. And that's, there you go. That pattern is by Michelle Alvarez. And she has both a narwhal version and a whale version. Yeah, that pattern so, is so cute. I, I, Everybody should go take a look at it because it really is cute. <laughs> it's adorable. It really is. And it's not difficult. So at least so far, yeah. I'll give yeah. you an update. Next episode. <laughs> okay. And then I also cast on something else for myself. I cast on the Burrow Wrap by Kay Jones, which I stocked a couple episodes ago. The pattern is written to be wrap size. So it's a rectangle that's pretty wide in, you know, depth wise. And I decided that I wanted more of a scarf than a wrap. So I didn't cast on as many stitches for the rectangular part. And you knit garter stitch for a large rectangle. And I think in her pattern, she uses seven different colors, maybe. I'm using six. And once you finish the rectangle, you pick up stitches along the sides to do some cool little side work on each side, including some Pico bind offs. And then you put some fringe on the ends. So it's really pretty. And I'm using all pinks and you hold the fingering weight doubled with kid silk haze was what's called for in the pattern. So a silk mohair lace weight. And I'm using cream colored kid silk haze. So it's just going to mute down the pinks a little bit. And I've had this growing collection of single skeins of pink speckled various yarns. Yeah, you do. And yeah, <laughs> I've always had this vision of how they would all fit together someday. And they never have. So this is the perfect way to make them work together. And then the real reason that I'm doing it this way is because I want a lot of scraps because Robbie, boxy sweater gal, our moderator, is almost done with her scrappy boxy in blues and greens and turquoises. And it's so pretty that I can't wait to start one for myself in pink. She is my inspiration. It's a really so. good looking sweater. Robbie oh, will post so photos pretty. and we'll, if she has some photos up when we post the show notes, I'll try to link to it. Yeah, it's amazing. I just love how it's turning out. So I envisioned a pink one for myself <laughs> and these yarns will be perfect for that. So 
They don't have to go perfectly together if they're meant to be kind of striped and scrappy. Exactly. 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 It's a great so way I'm to super, make it super work. Happy about that. <laughs> and I also wanted to mention Robbie has been showing us the progress on her striped scrappy boxy on the Saturday Zoom calls. And we had a lot of new people join last week, which was fantastic. We had at least five or yeah, six new people did. join us. We did. It was fantastic. So again, anyone who wants to join, you are all welcome. It is not a closed group in any way whatsoever. We welcome all people who want to join and chat with us. We even had our first male attendee on Saturday, <laughs> Greg from Knitting Daddy on Ravelry joined us. It was just a great stress buster for me. So Saturdays, one o'clock Pacific time, if you're interested, check our blog or the Ravelry group for the link. And that's what I've been knitting. Okay. What have you finished? I have finished one thing. You mentioned your KP pullover, and we were both knitting that, and I have finished mine. Yay! I have been working on the sleeves fast and furiously, and perhaps there might be a slight difference in tension between the two <laughs> sleeves, given what was happening on the news at the time, or just in the world at the time, or in our country with the election at the time. Stress levels have been high. I haven't bothered to compare the sleeves because they look fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you That's need all to know. That's all I need to know. So KP Pullover is a pattern by Ari Shimizu, and I talked about it. I can't remember if it was one episode, two episodes ago. It's an oversized pullover. And I, what I had talked about was the unusual shoulder sleeve construction, because I think I had said that it might have been some kind of cross between raglan and drop shoulder. I wasn't really sure. But after doing a little bit of reading, I, I think that it might be a contiguous sleeve. Now, Gail and I both knit a sweater with a contiguous sleeve construction several years ago called Neon by Hohi Locatelli. And I loved that sweater. The sleeve construction I remember for that sweater, I don't remember having any issues with it. This one is a little bit different because it's oversized. Not that I'm having issues with it, but it's a, it's a, it fits differently because the neon fit me around the shoulders. And this one is intentionally oversized. And the interesting thing is that I went with, I went with the size that was recommended to get well, I should say there's a there's a wide range of ease. It's a suggested ease two to thirteen and three quarters inches. So I guess there's a wide range of ease that you can go for. And now as I look at this, I'm wondering if maybe I should have made a larger size, but I don't think I had enough yarn to go with a larger size because I think that the sample shown has much more ease than mine does. Although mine has many inches of ease, but 
let's see this the what I found out about the contigu contiguous sleeve is that instead of knitting the increases at the same time as the body, the contiguous sleeves, you knit the top seam of the shoulder. So straight across the shoulder, and then you start increasing for the sleeves. So it's a little bit different construction and the fact that this sweater is oversized is a little odd for me, at least for the contiguous sleeves, because what happens is it kind of hangs down your shoulder a little bit like a drop shoulder fit sleeve would. Do you know what I mean, Gail? Mm -hmm, so it, mm -hmm. so it's... And then it grows. Yeah, so it's got... it's It's a little bit odd, but... I can see that's exactly what was intended by the designer. And I think it's just, it's just a look. It's just, it's a, it's a design feature, really, the way mm -hmm. that she uses it, because it's a little bit unusual, and it looks really nice in her photos. And yeah, it's just a stylish design feature, and I'm going with it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I do like it. It's just very different for me, because I'm used to having more straightforward sleeves. This one almost seems like a fancy sleeve to me. <laughs> <laughs> or like my Ooh, shoulder fancy sleeve pullover. Like it it's almost like the shoulder I don't want to say it in this way because it makes it sound bad, but it's almost like the shoulder is in the wrong place because it it mm -hmm. it's almost too low. If I were trying to get a a different fit, if it were like a set-in sleeve, this one is different. I And I'm totally surrendering to this look. And I think it's just a little different style. And it's kind of a, a fancier garment. And it's fun. I like it. So it's just very yeah. different for me. And the I think the shape of that shoulder is mirrored in the way she does the sleeve as well because the sleeve has a little bit of unusual shaping before the wrist and it goes it goes together so it was definitely thought out so i'm going with it <laughs> now i'm thinking i should try mine on pretty soon i'm about four or five inches past the sleeve separation mm-hmm mm -hmm. And I have not tried it on. Yeah, I don't think I, think I tried I mine on either. Because once you're past that that sleeve separation, it's, and you know, unless you want to go back and take it all out, mm -hmm. it's done. <laughs> exactly. So, but I should really try it on. Yeah. it's. I'm just being lazy. Yeah, I think I was too. It, it has to do with the times. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the other would I rather knit even if I have to rip it out, or would I rather take the time to put it on scrap yarn and put it exactly. on? Exactly. <laughs> Not like that's exactly. very difficult, but that's what my mind does. That's why we have to all start knitting blankets now. <laughs> yeah. Don't have to try those yeah. on. But the thing that I wanted to mention about this is that I used a a new to me yarn that has been in my stash for a while. It is the Holstgarn Super Soft, 100% wool. And this yarn, I, you might remember me jokingly saying that 
It's called super soft, but it's not really that soft. But once you wash it, it turns into a different animal. And so what I washed previously was just a swash. When you wash the whole sweater, wow, it it really bloomed out. The yarn is nice and what's the word? I poofy is such a silly word. What <laughs> I don't think so. It's I think airy it's very and fluffy. I know that there is a type of yarn that's not smooth. The way it's spun is not smooth, and the fibers are not laying all in one direction. And I cannot remember how you describe it. Thank you. Or no, woolen spun. Woolen okay. spun is when it's okay. not aligned. Okay. Yeah. So this is that type of yarn. I think I mentioned previously that it kind of reminds me of that Bishabouche yarn that we got at Stitches last year. Mm-hmm. It also reminds me of the type of yarn that knitters use when doing color work because it's more sticky. And I think this yarn has that stickiness and could be used for color work. It, cautionary warning, you just have to really make a swash swatch and realize that the yarn changes dramatically from pre-wash to post-wash and that is because the yarn does ship with a little bit of spinning oil so I washed my sweater the first time I washed it and I just used uh, I think I, I used eucalyptus wool wash the first time I washed it the water was really dirty not with it wasn't shedding dye. It was the oil that was coming out. And it comes out so easily. You just wash it, swish it around. I squeezed it a lot, trying to be somewhat gentle with it so that, of course, it wouldn't felt. But I did want to get as much of the spinning oil out of the wool as possible. And I ended up changing the water several times and squishing it. And finally, the water was clear and I felt good and then I put it into my washing machine just on spin and I spun it for about 10 minutes and then I laid it out flat to dry and it was really warm this afternoon so it dried very very quickly because this yarn is a fingering weight yarn and the fabric is not super thick so very very fast drying yarn and I I love this yarn. Really, really great find. And we've joked about it before because it is so inexpensive. And uh, I think I will be using it again. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, I'm really happy that I finally got to use it because it's been in my stash for quite a while. So that is KP Pullover by Ari Shimisu. And the yarn was Holzgarn Super Soft. What have you finished, Gail? I finished two things. The first one is one of the Christmas gifts that I'm working on this year. I knit another elephant park hat patterned by Gabrielle Dancenit. And I knit this for Olivia last Christmas. And I just knit her a replacement because Alex called and said, Olivia loves her hat. She asks to wear it along with her cuteness cloak. She actually <laughs> pulls it out of her closet to wear it. Aww. But it's too small, so it kind of pops off of her head. You know, it's like a whoop, Aww. slips right up off of her silky hair and pops Aww. off of her head. 
So her favorite color is purple. She loves purple in all things. She's like you. And I ordered a skein of Western Skynet's Merino 17 worsted in her Rain, R-E-I-G-N colorway, oh. which is a beautiful purple. And I used the same gray for the elephants that I did in her last hat, which is a yarn that has sequins in it. So it's a beautiful, vibrant royal purple with little sparkly elephants that are tromping along the hat. And it is adorable. I showed it to her on FaceTime a couple times and she said, oh, Papa, Papa. <laughs> she says purple. And she's she carried the phone around with the picture showing it to everybody who was there. And she's very excited about her hat. And let me rephrase. It was supposed to be a Christmas gift. When I spoke to Alex yesterday after I finished it, she said, what? We have to wait until Christmas? And I said, well, yeah, that's what a Christmas gift is. And she said, but her hat doesn't fit her anymore. It keeps popping off of her head. She needs a replacement now. It's like, well, but it's not Christmas. And she said, do I really have to go out and buy her a hat? It's like, okay, no, no, no. I'll send it to you now. <laughs> not letting my kid, my granddaughter walk around in a store purchased knit hat when I have one ready for her head. That was the ultimate and threat. She knew when to use exactly it. Exactly, <laughs> right? She's a very smart girl, my Alex. And she also, very cleverly, I asked her about pom-poms and she said, gray faux fur. And I said, all right. And I said something about needing to raid my pom-pom stash. And she said, well, why would you do that? The one that's on her current hat has the snap. So just sew a new receiver end of the snap onto the new hat and send it to us and we'll just reuse the pom-pom. Excellent. It's like, awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So she was thinking yeah. ahead. So that's the Elephant Park hat by Gabriel Dance Knit, and it's a great pattern. It's really fun to knit. And the second thing I finished is my pressed flower shawl by Amy Christophers, and I'm so happy with the shawl. It's so, so pretty. It is a triangular shawl that is knit all with slip stitches. There's no carry it uh, color work that it looks like it would be color work, but it's all done in slip stitches. And I used a dark background color called Leopard by Madeline Tosh, and it's their high twist DK base, I believe. And then for my flowers, I used two purple single ply fingering weight yarns held doubled. And it's just so pretty. And it's super warm because it's basically double thick DK weight yarn. And I put a little sassy pink flower in one spot on the edging of the shawl. So it has just that one little bit of pink in the shawl. And then I did a Pico bind off instead of the sewn bind off that is called for in the pattern because I wanted kind of a little flounce to the edging. And I actually ended up using it as a lap blanket when I was working yesterday because it got really chilly and it was sitting there waiting to be blocked. And I thought, oh, this is going to keep me warm today. So I just wrapped it around my legs and who knows? Shawls for the legs yeah, could be a new thing. I do that all the time. That works well. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. And the pattern is really, really, really fun to knit. It is incredibly intuitive. Once I did the flower pattern once, I just had it memorized because it follows a very specific visual. As you're knitting, you can see what it's doing. So it's much easier to memorize versus some lace patterns 
aren't as easy to visualize as you're knitting them. So it's harder to kind of get the pattern. This one was very, very easy for me, which is not usually true. So it ended up being a very engaging knit, not difficult in any way, but engaging because you have to pay attention. And I still did it while watching TV and everything, but it just was a really enjoyable knit. I want to knit another one in fingering weight. So pressed flowers by Amy Christopher's. I highly, highly, highly recommend that. Pattern. I can't wait to see it because the pictures that you've shown me have been beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. Yeah, you're going to love it because it's almost logwood purple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Okay. And there we go. That's what I've finished. Okay. Well, we're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it we? short because there's a lot of, as we mentioned, for us in the U.S., there's a lot of election angst right now. And if you are experiencing that, I hope you are able to find a way to remain calm and do something nice for yourself and take care of things that need to be taken care of, including yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be gentle to yourself, be nice to yourself and everyone around you. It's hard right now. It is. So yeah. with that, we will see you next time. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Happy, Happy knitting. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.